with another episode of the Tenfold Podcast. Yes. And Tori's on vacation. I am. <laughs> I am very excited. I feel like last weekend felt so heavy. Like, I think I was just really emotional. Actually, yeah. That was so it funny because I had such an emotional weekend. Came had, home and then wanted to tell you about it. And you were like, I had this. I feel um, like it was a weekend where, like, my breakup finally hit me more yeah. and I got my period. So I was just, like, extra emotional. But it was actually nice in that way where I felt like I needed that release. So it was yeah. a bit of a relief and a bit of, like, oh, okay, this is finally here. But it was still just heavy to it's go a lot through. To deal with. But then it's the start of spring. So winter is <laughs> over. And I feel like the world actually, like, it just got, like, 10 degrees warmer somehow. And it's been, like, super light and bright in the morning. And it feels like and a fresh start. And also, I feel like that whole emotional thing was also part of the full moon. Yeah. It, and it, it was it a Pisces is. full moon, which is supposed to be, Pisces Very, is, like, watery and emotional yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. And full moon is letting go. So it was, like, this ultimate, like, building up of emotion and then like release. The trifecta. And it's so funny because I talked to a few friends mm. over the weekend as well and so many people I feel like were Had having big thing. emotional mm. things happening so yeah it was just really interesting and it's funny because this is another one of those things where you think like oh it's just me like I'm so emotional and then you're like oh no it's not never <laughs> alone no you're, you're really never, never alone <laughs> just reach out talk to someone open up tell them and mm. like it's all, someone else is almost always going to be like yeah me too actually and then you're like oh okay it's yeah. something in the water um, but yeah, now I'm on vacation and I'm excited and it's, it's going to be fun. And I booked um, a session with a psychic on Monday. So I'm super, super excited for I'm that. I'm really excited. To see I'm going to let you guys know how it goes. I'm like slightly skeptical, but very excited. Well, and I feel like people wouldn't really believe this because we love tarot cards. Yeah. We love like angel cards. We love all of this kind of stuff. We believe in the universe. But yeah, we're both like we're not really like we Not, wouldn't we i've only seen a psychic once yeah. or, and it wasn't even a psychic psychic it was a tarot reader like which healer, i think is a bit yeah. different i think this one's a tarot and a psychic but we'll see yeah uh, she had like one google review and I, she just lives nearby <laughs> and i liked her <laughs> website so i yeah. just feel like sometimes there's like a time and place and you just know I when it's just the right feel, time yeah i feel like i'm like i want a bit of magic i want a bit of something to just like push me like I feel like I'm in a really good place right now and like, I feel like that's a good time to go to a psychic because I feel like I'll take it with a grain of salt but it could also just be nice to kind of guide me into the next phase yeah but yeah I'm really excited to hear <laughs> what she has to say I hope you take <laughs> note <laughs> I will I'm gonna try and record it but I don't know if she'll let me <laughs> actually I think they usually do but yeah Hopefully. anyway we'll see but yeah and then we are going on it's like a baby moon, but yeah. a sister moon. <laughs> Little road <laughs> next trip. So we're going from Thursday to Sunday, mm. and we're going to drive up to Hervey Bay. Yeah. Which I've never, well, I've been further than that in Queensland, but I've never driven, driven that far yeah. up before. And I, yeah, neither have you. No. Um, and we and haven't really actually excited. planned anything properly. We just spent no. like a night like looking at a million Airbnbs and camping sites I, and then does giving anybody up. anybody else like feel like, it just becomes a nightmare when you it's start like to have exhausting. to look for your accommodation. There's just know. so many options and I just get, I don't it's know. Like the, it's like, like choice having 20 tabs open and yeah. just like, it's just too much. It's like when you're trying to choose a movie on Netflix and you're just like, oh, 
Yeah, so I think we're just going to do what we did the time we went to Jervis Bay, which was like we wing it, it, bring yeah. all our camping stuff just in case, and then see where we end up, which was us not ending up anywhere near Jervis Bay. No. <laughs> we ended up like two hours inland but on, like, in, a beautiful in a town called Braidwood. Camp. It was yeah. amazing. And that was like such yeah. a good experience. And then we interviewed the woman who owned the horseback riding for camp this for podcast. the podcast. So yeah. there you go. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what we'll interesting just... people we meet and we'll just yeah. have some adventures. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Me too. Uh, and But it's funny because like when we're talking about vacation, mm. right? And you were saying before, you were like, yeah, you haven't been on a vacation in a long time. No, but I don't. Like, it doesn't I didn't even actually realize it and I feel like this is the first time I've been in a job and not been like so desperately like counting down to my next vacation and like when you're like I need it you just it's not like that feeling of like complete necessity and I think that's a combination of like same with me too Mm. although I have felt like I need to work but I've been really tired (laughs) yeah well Um, and I work four days a week yeah (sighs) Uh, but I think it's a combination of like where we live now like living well, in a because place that our life is like vacation a lot of the time like where you want to yeah. be like all the time basically yeah. um nothing that you really want to escape from either mm-hmm. uh and how it kind of got us talking about or like reflecting on mm. what was going on with both of us when we were in sydney yeah. like especially at the beginning i think of both of our journeys in sydney and the realization that we were in this thing we would call survival mode and that's what the podcast is about Mm -hmm. today so it's the kind of thing that you usually don't really know that you've been in it until you're out of it right Mm -hmm. so you like when you reflect back you can kind of see what state you were living in yeah but during the time it's just getting through (laughs) yeah i think it's just your normal at that time and then once you're out of it you're like oh wait I feel like a huge (laughs) weight is lifted or I don't feel that constant like yeah and one of the things is like I realized when we were talking about this is I think I've been in survival mode for a lot of my life like Mm. I think most of Toronto for me was was yeah Yeah. was survival mode and also um when we were prepping for the podcast and and like going through examples of people that we know and like uh, like their lives and stuff I I realized that like there is another pandemic going on. <laughs> it's not just COVID. And this other pandemic is that most people are in some form of survival yeah. mode, which is actually crazy. It is. But if you start going around and, and like looking at the people in your life, like you can see it pretty clearly. And so in this podcast, we are going to go through like what the definition of that is. Um, and then like telltale signs of like yeah. how that is, uh, like kind of these categories that we've pinpointed about. Yeah. Cause um, there's different versions of it. Like it's not black and white, but you can definitely spot. Yeah. People have their own versions of it. And then we have kind of a quiz later where mm. we'll help you identify whether or not you are in this <laughs> mode and you just don't know it. You probably are. Um, <laughs> we probably all are. Um, and then, yeah, just all of that kind of stuff. So. Um, one of the first things I want to talk about is like just this definition that I found online, right? Because there's mm-hmm. actually a lot of articles about what this is, but it's um, it's like the really extreme version of it, yeah. I think, which uh, is what can be misleading. So it says uh, survival mode means there's no long term or medium term plan. It's all about getting through the next 24 hours. The end of the week feels like a long way off. Life can be busy and chaotic. Many of us are experts at being in survival mode in that we have learned to go through the motions in life and do what we need to do. 
This might be an effective way to complete tasks and navigate our hectic schedules. Yet, what are the consequences of going through life in survival mode? And there are a lot, (laughs) Uh, mostly to your health. But so these definitions of survival mode, I really think that it's a spectrum. It's not just Mm. this like one heightened thing. Um, And it's not always just fight or flight, right? So that would be like the high end of the spectrum. And then on the other end of the spectrum, um, which is the much more common version of it uh, that most of us have been through or are in right at this moment, um, is something that I would coin as autopilot mode. And it's like just like that cruisy version Mm. of survival mode. But it's often like also to the detriment of your health. Yeah. I think it's just getting used to a certain level and then cruising along there. But it doesn't mean it's like good. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You just you you get used to things and then you forget that they're even happening. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So the reason we even started talking about this was because we were discussing like your experience yeah so I think I've been through like you said too like in survival mode for a long time and like a lot of parts of my life and I think for me it mainly started in uni actually like I think for uni I was like living semester to semester and like weekend to weekend to be like oh I'm gonna go out and get drunk like I'll just make it to the next weekend I'll just make it to the next exams and then like I'll just make it to the summer so I can run away to like <laughs> Europe or Quebec or somewhere it's so the system's kind of set up to it train is. you to actually start thinking like that. in that way but yeah it was always just like waiting or like living till the next thing and somehow I hoped it would get better or something yeah mm-hmm. so it was just like that already started a pattern and then when I got my first job I was also in survival mode and like I've talked a bit about that on here where I was just like oh is this what work is like yeah. I was not happy there and that was like definitely living weekend to weekend I would just go out with my friends and get wasted every weekend and go out in Toronto and that was just how I was passing time like I definitely was just passing time at that point and kind of like surviving through Toronto working life um and then in Sydney that was like probably my higher end of survival mode because that was more fight or flight that was more fight or flight because when I got to Sydney I had no idea what I was doing and I just like frantically wanted to get a job to get sponsored and then I got my job and then the job was so stressful and it was it was literally the most stressful job (laughs) I think you could have landed yourself in in a in a business capacity it was just like insane and I was I I'm the type of person who would already like be hard on myself work-wise and put pressure on myself and like it just compounded that a thousand times and being on a visa obviously because of like the visa process here when you get your visa through work you have to work there for two years and then you can apply for this and it's like basically like a four-year thing minimum that people get like really like traumatized from people have PTSD from that whole process you don't um appreciate it until you live in it and like it kind of sounds like first world problems sometimes but it's really well the original version of it because i think it's changed since we did it but it was like the job that you're in you have to stay in and that's it and if you get fired from that job you'll maybe have like 30 days to find another job that would sponsor you and then you start that timeline all over again yeah like so it doesn't accumulate it's like you start at zero so you could spend two years somewhere um then the company could close down or you could get laid off or something could happen and that would and that's it you can't apply for your 
permanent residency no. and you've got to start back at ground zero somewhere so else it was really just like your lifeline and then the company was so intense and they like every year just made a huge redundancy so i was sitting there being like oh my god like am i gonna keep my job you just sit there like hoping then, that no one notices you and that you somehow are gonna get through you have a, you can't not be noticed at the company <laughs> that I was at. and then like the management was just pretty toxic it was just like not a great environment and you and couldn't get out of it no and i was just stuck in it so i feel like I didn't even realize the extent of it, but I think I was literally like sat there braced the whole time, like mm-hmm. just like hunched over my desk, being like, ah, like <laughs> don't get fired, don't get fired. Um, and like I think for me, I tried to escape some of that with first of all dating a lot. I dated a lot, and I remember you were like kind of <laughs> judgy of my dating because you were like You're dating too much, but like. I didn't actually date that much in Toronto or like Canada really before I moved here. Um, And then I think it's because I had so felt like I had so little control over like the work part of my life that I was just like, well, I want to have control over something or like have an escape and have like a distraction and an entertainment and something like good in my life. But it was literally me just like feeling so stress out by work that I reached for so many different things so I dated and I like tried to make a million friends and I like went to the gym all the time and some of those things are healthy like in moderation but I was everything can be healthy or not healthy depending on why you're doing yeah why you're doing it and like the frequency (laughs) that you're doing it um but yeah I literally just filled up my life to be as busy as possible because and I wasn't really doing any of it that consciously i think mm-hmm. i was just kind of like floundering around being like ah like well, and hoping that you would just get your pair eventually and it yeah. would all be over yeah and it was just like this constant thing where i think i'd like settle down eventually be like okay i can i can survive a bit longer like i'll i just need to make it through and then i'd kind of like calm down and then the wave would hit me of like anxiety where it would yeah. build up because it would get more stressful but like i definitely was in survival mode where i was just waiting I was waiting and waiting for the next thing and trying to like make it through but not really feeling like I was like living my life water. yeah it was that sink or swim thing and I was just like trying not to sink <laughs> I definitely felt the same way like with my sponsored yeah. job and just feeling really miserable and I lit I really felt like I was in prison yeah. and like walking the halls of that building every day in the same way and I think also because it was the company wasn't doing that well so it was very there was this like quietness to it and there weren't enough people like it was just it felt like I was living like a ghost or something and that's when I got a lot of health problems and I also was like drinking a lot going out Mm -hmm. like Fridays were like it's Friday like (laughs) who needs a wine you know like all of that kind of stuff and we would just like go out and like go into oblivion kind of well and that's also like a big part of the culture here too like it does like encourage that like live for the weekend because in my company they just had like a huge fridge of alcohol and Fridays everyone (laughs) just (laughs) just like goes and cracks a beer at 5 p.m. and sits on the balcony and that's yeah so it's it's kind of ingrained in in culture too yeah and I like I was thinking about when I was in my own survival mode but like both of the us Mm. had it at the high end of the spectrum for this like the last few years or whatever and like some of the things that I did too was I like I could only save my money if I had a real purpose that I could visualize to save for. So whether that was like I was going to take a lot of time off once I got my PR Mm. or um, I had like, I don't know, something planned. Right. But otherwise, I just I remember like at one point saying to myself, like, 
just spend it like it's okay you'll figure it out after do whatever you need to do to To get get through through this like you need to get through this um and yeah like living for Fridays and then I also was like so cagey about like certain Mm. people that like I felt so exasperated by like yeah. certain circumstances and like no, I, just, I was always just drained and tired and was like i need time to myself i need like alone time because i was just trying to process all of that anxiety and yeah all i just always felt like i was on like this precipice like i could fall off at any moment and mm. i was like reaching that threshold i definitely like because we i think we've talked about doing net so it's neuroemotional technique and i started doing that like you do it with Halfway. kinesiologist. Yeah, I started doing it maybe like two years into my job or something. And um, that's also when I noticed a bit like how much of a crazy survival mode I was in because it yeah. actually helped like release a lot of that pressure and a lot of the mm-hmm. load. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like it's not because you do get used to it and you get it just feels normal. Like you don't realize that you're in it. Um, but yeah, I feel like by the end of my time, I was at like the company I was hitting a breaking point for sure and I think I was realizing I couldn't stay in survival mode much longer and well like, I remember when you weren't sure what was going to happen at work yeah because they we were, were having like, another round of redundancies and I had a new boss and she could tell I like hated my life there and she <laughs> yeah. was like oh, do you want to be made redundant like and I was like no <laughs> I need, are you I kidding need me but I was like okay. I don't know what's going to happen like maybe I will and at that point I was like I can't go through this again I was like I'm going to have to move to New Zealand or like move Costa Rica or just like well, I remember I was like I'm yeah. not gonna live here if you're not here I like know. I guess we'll go to Bali but it was literally like I was like I cannot stay in survival mode any longer so yeah, if this it. doesn't come through I'm just gonna have to find somewhere else mm-hmm. well <laughs> so I feel like the stories we just told were a bit more extreme yeah like but like when we were in Toronto and stuff the way that I lived was just it was just like a constant low hum of it mm. I would say and I I yeah. wouldn't have even really known that's what was going on but um I, I think a bit of it is when you're always like looking to the future a bit to be like oh like yeah but you're never actually in the moment you're always kind of yeah and so one of the things we were doing like when we were trying to like organize the podcast mm. and stuff is like think about the people in our lives that we've met before and stuff and like people that we know that have been in this kind of mode and yeah. like that autopilot mode and um and just try and like put them into groups or give them badges <laughs> badges of honor of survivor mode. yeah so we <laughs> created six different type of badges if you mm-hmm. are an autopilot and <laughs> First of all, one of the things I wanted to say was there are some telltale signs Mm. like and so one of the like the first kind of thing that you notice is it's like someone who usually looks quite successful or you would see them and be like, oh, they've got their shit together. They're so on top of this and like what they're doing. Yeah, all of this kind of stuff. And so you see someone like that, but then you start talking to them. Right. And let's say if you ask them if they're happy, there's always a sense of kind of. (laughs) (laughs) scott's watching rugby so if you hear lots of yelling that's him um so they look really successful and then if you ask them if they're happy there's always kind of a sense of dissatisfaction like they can't or like they can't say they're happy or they they answer in a slightly hesitant way or they maybe deflected a bit Mm -hmm. Mm. um it's not just a clear like it's not just clear no 
And then the other thing is if you go deeper, like further than that, like let's say you're chatting for a while and all this stuff, you usually always find out that there's like some underlying health mm. issue. Like maybe they're not sleeping or like they get panic attacks or having like bowel issues <laughs> or like an autoimmune disorder or like yeah. there's just like a host of things that um, that kind of start cropping up like when you put your body under that kind of low level stress for long periods of time well when I finished my job and I quit and I like the first week and I had off I got crazy sick and I never get sick but I had like this fever and a weird like sore throat and I just like stood in the shower for like an hour every other hour because I was just like dying and I think my body was releasing like four years of stress yeah yeah. that's amazing actually I had like similar responses like that too um yeah and so okay so the badges though Mm. so (laughs) are the categories of the different types of people right that that live on autopilot and the thing is like we call them badges because like you kind of wear them as a badge of honor Mm. like all of them at first glance you'd be like yeah that sounds like that person's really interesting or cool or accomplished or whatever but um as with anything like if you if you use something like that to define you and you do it not consciously, then it's like all about the intention behind it. Right. And if there is intention or not, and then that determines kind of like, are you actually doing Mm. that autopilot or is it like legit? Yeah. Um, who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it is who they are, but like by choice. Yeah. I think that's like the difference. So, okay. The first one is, the strong, independent woman. So I think we both would be seen as this. Yeah, as we well. would definitely would have and fallen like, under that. Especially in our Bondi lives. Like, we were doing everything. Like, we both had really good jobs. We, like, went swimming in the ocean every day. We went to F45. We, like, had a million friends. We were well, just we like, had lots of fun. Yeah. Like, it we was had, great. And we went and out all the time. Like, we just had very busy, very full lives. But I think on reflection, mm-hmm. you're like... <laughs> you're really filling your life up like really filling it up and I remember if I didn't get up at like five or six in the morning Mm. and at least have like a few hours before work I didn't feel like I had a day like I had to like maximize every single bit and I would like try and stay up late sometimes before yeah like I just it never felt like enough almost Mm. like you just had to keep always have something to do next always have like a friend to meet or project to do or yeah I feel like I would feel lost a lot of the time if I like didn't have a plan for like one day of the week I'd be like oh my god it's almost like you're always like ricocheting from one thing to the next and you're just not leaving time for yourself to yeah to think or to like be with yourself or reflect on anything really like you're just busy 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 yeah next 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 and it like can look exciting and glamorous and and it is i think yeah actually like that's the thing it can be really fun but um there's usually like it masks a lot because sometimes it's just you need like part of the human experience is like uh, or like the lesson i think Mm. we need to learn in the in this life is how to sit with ourselves right and like how to have those moments of silence and how to not need the next right and just be and it's i think that's hard that's when you actually like know who you are and you're not defining yourself by all these external factors or badges or people or job or blah 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 um but yeah we know a lot of other women like that who are in the same that same um yeah 
And you probably do too. Yeah. Or maybe you're one of them if you're listening. (laughs) Probably. I think most of her friends are. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. And then so to second category or badge is the complacent couples. Mm. And we also know a lot of these people too. Um, And they're always like great people. They're a great couple too. But they've got kind of like a an apathy to Mm. their lives. And it's like it's it's still it, it's also that like same sense of dissatisfaction yeah or like they're yeah like they're lacking something yeah and it's not that they shouldn't be together or they don't love each other no. or not happy it's not actually really about each other but something about their pairing is like they're not the couple that is pushing each other to like no i don't know achieve like move forward you know in that way or like challenge themselves and stuff and they kind of like fall into this i feel like they almost use each other as like a safety blanket and then they just kind of freeze and it's just complacency yeah Yeah, it's like you get into complacency and it's kind of a bit of a melancholic complacency Mm. uh and yeah and they're always like successful like yeah like great people and stuff it is one of those things where anyone looking from the outside is usually like oh they're great like they're an amazing couple i wish i could be a couple like that but they always have a hesitancy yeah. like when you talk to them yeah and it's like so interesting where i like i would describe this as like kind of like oh is is i guess this is just it then yeah or like that's like kind of like They're the sentiment like, okay. yeah um but they they want something more and this is like from personal conversations i've had yeah. with these people too but it's like but i think they just don't know what they want even yeah and then the you just kind of keep going along yeah. and you're just going along and that's like a, a real that's a real um autopilot side of mm. the spectrum for sure okay and then the next one is the money makers and mm. i think that's kind of the male version of the strong independent woman from yeah the counter what i know because i could only think of male versions of this that i know yeah. uh well, men are more likely to make more money so that's probably part of it <laughs> i have you do have some ballers, are really yeah. ballers yeah but i don't think that they have the same issue to this yeah. extent but so the money maker guys i know like they all make a lot of money mm-hmm. right and they kind of have that whole golden handcuff trap where you get to a certain point and then it's too scary to ever walk away from it and yeah. they are super dissatisfied with like what they're doing and they want to be creative and they want to step out of that box and try something new but they're terrified right yeah. they're terrified to do it and i think usually when you make that kind of money in those male dominated um like industries too you can't really take time off like it's not looked upon in the same way like there's such a system that you need to adhere to yeah Yeah. and so they keep climbing and climbing the ladder and they just it's like the happy unhappiness you can see them trying to take small steps but it's like almost that push and pull where they'll like take a little step and then be like oh no and they get scared and then like run back well and it's interesting because it's like you think like there's power in making that money right and making Mm. that much money but it's actually kind of it gives them financial stability and security but takes away all of their masculine power in a certain another way and i also do find that a lot of times when people make that much money they just end up spending more money like they'll go on bigger vacations or buy more stuff like it's not really yeah but then you get used to that lifestyle and then it's it's kind of on this autopilot but but you're just climbing a ladder autopilot (laughs) constantly and you just can't ever (laughs) stop climbing that ladder 
Uh, okay, number four is the big night out. <laughs> yeah, it's Friday night. I think 90% of We've also definitely done here. this. Yeah. I think everyone's been yeah. through this at some point in some way. And it's your party phase. <laughs> yeah, and like you usually do it, like it's the exploration, all that kind of stuff, but you do often stay in it maybe a little bit longer than you need to. Yeah. Or like, and when you get to that point, or it's a oh. big... M- it can be a big mask for a lot of things, I think. I think a lot of it is like living for the weekends and then having these like drunken expeditions and making it feel like your life is more exciting than it is because you get drunk and then you do something you feel stupid. Like things are happening. And then, yeah, it feels like there's some like dramatic stuff. There's always stories to tell after a night out, but it's usually not actually anything that real. Yeah. And then you're hungover the next day and then you can complain about being hungover and just like eat a lot of food. And <laughs> it like really keeps you in the now in mm. a certain way. And like not just yeah when you're drunk and then when you're hungover and yeah. then you're just like in survival mode of getting through that experience uh and then you do it all over again yeah like just every weekend and you keep going and it's like pretty simple and easy and comforting in a way when you get like into that pattern yeah but and yeah. then you don't ever have a time really to like ground back into your body um like into this life into this moment right you're just no. kind of really out of it or well, you're and especially <laughs> like we've thought about it because i feel like the older i've gotten the more i feel hangovers and like alcohol mm-hmm. effect or like when we were having big weekends and you would drink like two or three nights you're probably still feeling those after effects for the rest of the week and then just it's starting true, to drink yeah. again so it really is you're just on an autopilot of like constantly being drunk and then hungover. the same cycle yeah. over and over again and just dealing with it um, and then the next one is the Namaste Gurus, <laughs> which we could probably also qualify yes. for to a certain extent. <laughs> but um, and that's like the people that we know and that we've met who I feel like they've done they've have gone on their own like self discovery journey a bit, and they've probably done a lot of personal development work and like yeah. self reflection, and they seem pretty evolved. And you wouldn't think at first glance, yeah, you always think, oh, like they're they've like, got. They know something yeah. more. Like, maybe they're. But then yeah. often, like you'll find, it's like they've, it's like they've gotten to a certain point. Mm. But then getting past that point is is really hard, right? Yes. It's really hard for everyone. It's like yes. one of life's biggest challenges. And then you end up staying in this cycle mm. of like that same level over and over again, uh, and then just using it as a weapon rather than. Yeah, and like I think sometimes distraction end up doing like all the self-development course and just like get addicted to courses and like self-development yeah but like yeah stay be staying at a certain level still too so you're not actually like moving beyond mm. or moving forward really yeah. um and that can be and then it becomes a badge that's like yeah. really a good example where it yeah. becomes a badge rather than like the journey that you were originally mm. on yeah. and then you just hold tight to that badge to define as, you yeah as your identity i think yeah um, the next one is the leprechauns. <laughs> um, and so the leprechaun, we named this because it's like that idea that at the end of the rainbow, you're going to find that pot of yeah. gold, right? And, and there's that always one, one pot of yeah. gold and that one rainbow. Um, there's always something in front of you and you just got to go for that one thing. You're just, it's when you're just like counting on one thing to kind of solve your life. So like with our parents, they're always like, oh, when we win the lottery, then everything, they just like, 
have said that our entire lives. Yeah. Or it's like when, you know, I, I've met a few people who are like, if only I can move to this place, when I can move to this place, yeah. or wait, when I can go do my travels or something mm. like that, like everything will Whoa. be okay. So I'll, I'll live through this now, yeah. a life I don't like, um, yeah. a job I don't like, like a situation, like all these things I, I don't like just so I can get to that thing, thing at the end, that pot of gold at the yeah. end. But then usually you get there and you're like, oh. Yeah, or you get, and I've seen it happen too. Yeah. Like um, someone that I used to work with, mm. uh, like went and like got to their pot of gold. And then then they were like, okay, mm. they had a great time for a bit. And then they had to go back because yeah. they didn't have like a long term, like it wasn't actually plotted out or anything. Yeah. It was like, just get to that destination. And then, but what actually happens in that destination? Like you still have to, yourself yeah I feel like I've lived a lot of my life as a leprechaun as well because so much of the time I was like okay get into a good uni and that was my pot of gold and then mm-hmm. it was like get a good job and that was my pot of gold and then it was like finished law school and like I was just, like oh maybe that wasn't the yeah, pot maybe this next thing is actually always pot. like replacing the pot of gold with a new pot of gold mm-hmm. so it's also just that cycle that can kind of go on forever if you let it but yeah you're just living for some future thing and not in the moment yeah so six categories are badges mm-hmm. the strong independent woman the complacent couples money makers the big night outers the namaste gurus and the leprechauns and you can be all of them yeah. <laughs> which ones are you ask yourself that honestly and openly you're probably at least one yeah <laughs> i would assume <laughs> Okay, so we compiled a list of questions mm-hmm. that are kind of like symptoms, I guess, of if you're in this like survival mode, yeah, autopilot they can be cycle. indicators for sure. And I will just, do you want me to just read them out yeah. and then you can comment if yeah. you want on them? Okay, so the first one. Do you get home from work and melt into your couch with your comfort of choice, wine, chocolate, etc.? I think most people probably have done this at some point for sure. I definitely actually our old roommate used to call it yin bin. Yeah. When you get home and you're just like, <sighs> and you just feel like you need to decompress. Like that our, shouldn't be an everyday no. thing. And like I, our mom definitely does that all the time. Oh yeah. And then um, she'll buy like a, like a big tin or, of nuts and yeah. just eat the entire thing into like a coma. Um, <laughs> and like everyone has their vices yeah, right? i feel like they... it's so common on tv even like what was it al bundy or something like i feel like he would just oh, go yeah. home and like have his beer on his couch like it's i think it's a commonly accepted and like just have this exasperation yeah. with life yeah but to do that like four days a week and then on friday get drunk it's <laughs> like oh. um it's just a lot so yeah uh next one do you always have your next vacation booked and are already planning the one after that so this is what i'm not anymore <laughs> yay but i feel like before that i always was <laughs> like every other job i've had i think and even in uni i was saying like every summer i'd be like okay what am i doing next like and i was just yeah i feel like i really was trying to escape I my everyday life that i didn't yeah like definitely <laughs> i think a lot of people with covid too have kind of realized that they this was more of an addiction almost yeah. in their life than than like what it seemed like yeah. and, and then you like i think we talked about this before in podcasts where like all of a sudden you have to face 
you can't leave. So yeah. it's like, oh, wait, like, whereas before it'd be like, I'm going to go away for four days. I'm yeah. going to do this. So like people I know, like pop out to Bali all the time and then come back just for a short weekend. Um, it's been funny because I've been on the dating apps now and so many guys are like, 80 countries and counting <laughs> and I'm like what are those guys doing now because I feel like they've defined themselves by like their travel addiction <laughs> yeah and like that's th- like I love traveling I do it's not yeah. about not yeah. traveling or anything but it's just knowing why you're doing yeah. it and always just being conscious hmm. of like your choices and the motivation behind it right yeah. and just like there's nothing wrong with wanting to travel because no. you need a break but then like sometimes think why do I need Why a break? Need is a it break? okay yeah. that I need a break? Has yeah. it all like, yeah, like is it because those are the things you need to check in with yourself. And mm. like it may sound pedantic or stuff, but it's like I it really does affect your health long term. And it's basically like, yeah, you don't want to feel like you need to escape your everyday life regularly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Okay, next one. Are you counting down the minutes to 5 p.m. on Friday We can when you can have that first drink? Yeah, I think a lot of people do. Like I was saying, I feel like that's part of the culture in Australia. I just remember, (laughs) it's so funny, on Fridays, Jetstar, which is like the airline here, she flights, has like a Friday deals. Uh And I used to wait until, because I think it started at like 3 p.m. And then I'd be like, yes, Jetstar deals. So first I'd go and like shop for flights, (laughs) for cheap flights, which is like the escapism. And then you'd be like, okay, day's done. Let's go in and get a drink. (laughs) <laughs> and then it would just begin right like in the weekend to go by in a blur and yeah yeah and then monday and tuesday or whatever is getting over the weekend and mm-hmm. then yeah and then you start again and then like again it's not like there's anything wrong with drinking on friday but it's kind of seeing how desperate you are for that <laughs> yeah i was checking yeah. in um the next one is it a boring day at work when you don't have a package delivered this one is yours for sure <laughs> <laughs> or like i so i worked in a publication company yeah. recently and it was like mostly girls and yeah everyone got packages delivered basically every day and then yeah. i was like i need to get more packages <laughs> delivered <laughs> Which I, but um yeah it's like basically like online shopping mm. or any kind of like when you just are using retail as therapy yeah um and you'll know like when you are and you'll yeah yeah i think it's pretty self-explanatory um the next one do you frantically text all your contacts when you realize you don't have plans for the night i think a lot of people do this i've definitely i have done done it yeah um and i think that is sometimes it's that feeling like if you're caught off guard by not having plans and then you feel like am i a loser because i don't have plans tonight but like i think a big part of that is also like being scared of hanging out with yourself or like it's like also yeah. if you're just so used to constantly being around people, being around people yeah. and then it's like just the lack of for a moment it's the same thing like if you start eating chocolate every yeah. day you eat chocolate every day for like two weeks and all of a sudden you try to not eat chocolate yeah. one day and you're like the absence i need chocolate so i need chocolate <laughs> like it, that was that's me earlier today <laughs> exactly. i'm on that cycle right now but um that's like exactly the same thing yeah and then like if you actually force yourself to be like oh wait actually don't text anyone sit with myself do like well you know have a night into myself then you're fine you'll get Mm. over it and you'll get over like that addiction basically but um yeah it's just another thing to recognize okay um have you ever felt like a deer in the headlights when someone has asked you how you've been Yes, this one's a big indicator for me. I've felt me that too. I can get really times. emotional. If I know, I'm and I feel like state. that's when I'm like, wait, am I depressed? Or like, I like yeah. when I have that, I like really. Or feel very confronted. I know. I check like, in with myself, and I'm like, oh, because like sometimes you can answer that question so easy, and you're just like, oh yeah, 
and like it's not a big deal and then there are times where i'm like <gasps> what have i been doing what have i done with my life like and that's when i know i think i've probably been in survival mode and not really yeah. living that consciously but that's a really good indicator for me personally i know like i'll notice when i'm like oh fuck what am i doing yeah. <laughs> but like it's not even it's more of a state of mind sometimes i think than like yeah my life like, is actually changed like, yeah yeah <laughs> Um, okay. Do you find yourself staying up super late at night, even when you know you have work early in the morning? So this is something I used to do. And yeah. I remember you were like, why do, do you do, do that? It? But like, I would just have this, like, I would just be like, I can't go to bed. Yeah. Like, I just did not want to go to bed. And this, I think it's because I really, really, really did not want to go to work the next yeah. day. And I just felt like I never had enough time. I just never had enough time for myself. Um, and then I wasn't sure if it was just me because Tori was so did not understand <laughs> it but um then my partner when he was doing a job he didn't want to do earlier this year he was staying up late mm. and he said the exact same thing and yeah. he was like i just this is the only time i get and then i have to and he was having to wake up at like 4 a.m or something and i oh like and i was like oh i totally like i totally understand um okay next one do you fantasize about injuring yourself so that you don't have to go into work? That was me. <laughs> I've definitely done that. I have like, like dreams about stuff. I think like, like yeah. I've been on the train and been like, oh, what if I like broke my leg and then I didn't have to go to work today? <laughs> like it's not, it's not as like cryptic well, guess as it what? sounds. COVID, yeah, your dream has come true. <laughs> um, but no, in my jobs when I was like not happy, I definitely had weird fantasies where I was like, hmm, like how could I? Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, do you find yourself deactivating and reactivating your social media accounts? I feel like I don't do this. I think I did it once when I was studying in uni, but <laughs> I don't know if I've really I've contemplated it, but then I've gone through and cleaned them. Yeah, up I do that quite often. Actually. Just to make sure. So like oh, one really good trick if you haven't mm. done it yet is I like go through my stories and I just mute like almost all yeah. of them. So I only have like a handful that I can go through and then I'll go through them really quickly and then I'll be done. Yeah. And that's it. Like because I don't actually need to watch everyone's stories. I feel stories. like I also go through my followers every once in a while or the people I'm following and we'll just delete people if I'm like, oh, I don't actually yeah. like what they post or like I'll just. Yeah. Um, it's a but good thing to do. I do. I have noticed a lot with like a lot of people that I know, mm. not really my friends because yeah but like other people that i've worked with and stuff like i'll notice like people there are some people who are always doing that yeah and it's always the people that i know have more anxiety mm. or more um yeah like more stuff going on in that way so it's, it's just interesting um i think that's like also a sign that like things are getting to be a bit too much in general if you're feeling triggered by that yeah um next one uh do you find that even when you make more money it never seems to be enough i think that's a really common one and like we were saying with the big money makers the money makers stuff, yeah. yeah i think it's you do end up just like spending more a lot when you make more do you constantly feel like you rarely have a free moment to yourself not anymore. <laughs> I feel like since we moved yep, up here, we were like, oh, we're already living quarantine life. But yeah, in Bondi, for sure. Like we were like the strong, independent women who were busy constantly. And it's like, like had a million it's friends. such a small bubble. You can't there leave too. the house no. without running into people that you know. You literally will sit on the beach with 10,000 people and be sitting beside your friend accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, even if like you did have a moment to yourself, it would f- never feel like it was quite enough. I yeah. think that's part of it. So it's like it's that feeling like you never have enough alone time or never can catch your up. Your cup isn't yeah. full. Yeah. So yeah, I hope that some of those like make you think a bit at least. Yeah. Or like even like you recognize it in some of the people yeah. around you and stuff because they are these symptoms that we don't really tend to address, I think. Mm. Um, and then on the like further to those yeah. points is there are a bunch of like health questions you can mm-hmm. ask yourself that kind of let you know what your state is. Um, yeah. So how is your sleep? Is it restful or stressful? Yeah, I think people generally if they're having insomnia and stuff, that's always a sign. It's of a huge sign something. of what, like something's going yeah. on that you need to figure out. Yeah, and not like obviously not all of these would mean you're in survival mode, but a lot of them usually you see having some. If you're having insomnia and not sleeping, how can you not Not be in some sort of survival (laughs) mode, right? Because you're just like not getting your your bare necessities. Um, So yeah, any kind of like sleep issues and stuff, that's like a huge indicator, Mm. like that there's deeper things like that just need to be like worked worked out. Um, This one is. I don't like I think it's fine I think we should talk about it but um how are your bowel movements like this is a big indicator of health like that I don't think I remember the first time I went to my acupuncturist Mm. um she had a chart in the room that was like bowel movements and it was like what your bowel movement should Should be should look like and like all this kind of stuff and there was like a a scale of different types of bowel movements from yeah. like diarrhea basically to like constipation and it was so interesting and then she asked me like what are you are you yeah. like a one two three four or five ah. and i had never seen a chart like that or yeah. thought about that and it was so interesting this is a very exciting game apparently. yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, so how are, how are your bowel movements? Um, you can just, like, look up bowel movement chart or yeah. poop chart or whatever on Google and you'll see. And, like, and they should takes be you pretty seconds. consistent, I think. Yeah, so yeah. are they regular? It's, like, one to a few times a day. Like, you really should be going every mm. day. It's a it's an el- elimination of toxins, yeah. right? And the longer that they stay in your, is it your stomach or your colon? Um the toxins get reabsorbed back mm. into your body, right? And it's like really bad. And also for female health, it's like some like it's something with estrogen like oh. gets reabsorbed, but it's not in a like in a, a good way. way. Interesting. <laughs> um, so you can have estrogen. It can help like hurt or create more estrogen mm. dominance. I think. Um, although don't quote me on that, but it's something <laughs> about something like that. Um, yeah. So is it is it easy for you to go to the bathroom? Does it happen frequently? Is it regular? Um, and is it solid, but not too solid? just the perfect amount of solid okay um how is your skin your hair your nails right are they bright and shiny is it dry thin and patchy like do you have psoriasis like do you have Mm. uh i don't know thinning hair yeah i think this is also just it is an important reminder to just pay attention to your body like your body is always telling Telling you things yeah lots of symptoms if you're losing a lot of your hair in the shower if your nails are like breaking like that's something yeah if you get those little white marks on your nails too those are um yeah nail health is very important and actually when i was going through like the like heavy part of my autoimmune issues 
my nails just stopped growing. They just didn't grow for like I a month or something. That. And oh. I remember I was taking pictures of them because I was like, this is so That's weird. Because they normally always just grow really quickly. Yeah. And it was like something was wrong. Like something was really wrong. Um, okay. Next for girls, mm-hmm. how was your period? Right? We talked about this in the pill episode. In the pill episode. It's the fifth in vital sign and mm-hmm. like indicator of your health. So your period tells you a lot about what's going on in your body. Um, and then for guys uh, and girls, but yeah. for guys, uh, how is your sex drive, right? Like, mm. do you wake up like Ready with morning wood? <laughs> yeah. Like, are yeah. you know, how are you like when you're with a partner? Like, there's a lot with like testosterone, all that kind yeah. of stuff and and like how stress affects that. Um, next one. How is your mental health? Right. Mm. Are you in anxiety overload? Are you having panic attacks? I was having at one point like heart palpitations. Yeah. And but shortness of breath sometimes too. I don't know if, was, don't know if it was anxiety or if yeah. it was like lack <sighs> of magnesium, yeah. but magnesium lost through stress or something. Yeah. Like it was really like interesting, but that was at work. It would only mm. happen at work. I was getting um, eye twitches and heart palpitations. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, checking in with your mental health. Um, and then how is your immune system, right? Do you get sick all the time? Do you catch everything? So... Uh, one of the girls that I worked with like a few years ago was literally sick every week, mm. like always. And like with something different, like things that I hadn't even heard of or like th- the weird things yeah. that I was like, how has this happened to you? But she was so, so stressed and she was like always working later than everyone else and coming in early and like was so hard on herself about what she was doing um, and so hard on like and, and wasn't eating properly. Like yeah. she was always on these like weird diets and eating um, like Uh, yeah or like atkins bars or like things Uh, that you're like that's not even proper nutrition um yeah so yeah your immunity is like a really great yeah i always question people who are like oh i get sick every year like i get the flu every year i get this because then i'm like oh i feel like they're probably in survival mode all the time then and like when you were in canada you used to get bronchitis every year but i think you i were would in get bronchitis every yeah. month <laughs> every <laughs> like, month yeah it's like i was never not yeah. like at some point having it yeah. yeah um so i think especially if you're like regularly getting sick all the time definitely something's up right yeah. like it, that's just how it is mm. um yeah and then so those are the health indicators so yeah. it's like sleep bowel movements um skin hair nails your period, your sex drive. Uh, oh, did we, we didn't talk about tummy. Tummy's one. Oh, How's yeah. your tummy, right? Is it strong and settled, constantly upset? Mm. Like the, your, your stomach is your second brain, right? Yeah. Um, how's your mental health, right? Your immune system. and It's all talking to you. It is all talking <laughs> to you. So even well, if listen. you're on autopilot, your body's going to start yeah. saying, hey, I don't want to be on autopilot anymore. Yeah. And here is what's going going to happen next. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, if you actually listen to it, then hopefully it won't, yeah. like, get worse than that. Or well, and that. I feel like a lot of the times when you hear about people having, like, more serious health problems, there's been a lot of stress in advance of that. And, like, I think it usually just catches up to them. But, yeah. Yeah. So those telltale signs, it's like, are you indulging in drinking or shopping or traveling or socializing or exercising, mm. overeating? um drama like are you like it's just like hook up to hook yeah. up like work drama friend drama right like all that kind of stuff these are all coping mechanisms mm. right do you feel anxious when the thing you indulge in isn't available to you yeah 
and you can kind of make anything an indulgence and i I honestly think covid has been a good way for people to realize that probably because like you you can't travel you can't go out to bars as much like a lot of these coping things have been taken away except for online shopping or they may Um, have just found we just did a huge online shopping hey that (laughs) was like warranted we haven't shopped in months so that was like we just needed major sales (laughs) yeah um yeah so yeah are you living reactively Mm. or proactively one of the tenfold like tenants that we always um and just like are you making conscious decisions about how you're living your life and like if there are things in your life that you don't like are you changing them like are you living for your next vacation are you waiting for the weekends Are you throwing yourself into your work? Are you constantly trying to preoccupy yourself to not have to really sit with yourself in your own life? Mm. Have you made hobbies into drugs? Is your life fragile? Are you making conscious choices and decisions? I think those are all like really important questions to ask. And I think now's the time to ask them. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) it's now. I feel like we're like the COVID like reform podcast or something. Well, everyone has, not everyone, but I think a lot of us have a lot more time with ourselves right now, probably and time to reflect. So Mm. take it, take advantage. Yeah. And try and see how you can make your life tenfold. Yeah. And I think this has probably thrown a lot of people off autopilot but like maybe into a different survival mode to deal with COVID stress yeah Yeah. it's to see did you get thrown off autopilot and then just find a new autopilot or did you like stop for a second and and take it see what that actually feels like and like it it feels uncomfortable and it feels like it's going to be awful at first but then it's actually the best thing ever later and like I'm personally trying really hard right now to avoid survival mode because i just had a breakup and i feel like that's one of the times when you really would go into it because oh, you yeah. go back to all of your coping mechanisms and try and Ice be really busy and like yeah, going <laughs> eat all the chocolate yeah um but i feel like so far i've actually done a pretty good job of not job. i'm trying to really sit with my emotions and sit with myself and obviously do things that make me happy and that i like but not to an excess or just to the point of distracting myself from feeling anything. Um, But it is definitely a conscious thing that I have to think about every day and not fall into certain things, but it's worth it. It is worth it. It's not easy, but you feel like you just feel in control of your life. But you are also happy. Yeah. Like, well, I think it's made me realize how far I've come from being in survival mode and like not liking my base life like i've realized how much i've built a life that i actually really enjoy otherwise like outside of my relationship like i love where we're living i love all like the hobbies and activities that i do i love my lifestyle i love my job like i feel so much more fulfilled now than i have at any other point in my life because of where we are and just like yeah the life that we build and Mm -hmm. living tenfold so it's a big step so guys (laughs) thanks for listening to another episode we hope that that made sense i think it does yeah we hope that you're not in survival mode or autopilot mode but chances are you probably are in some way like we are still in other like it's just one of those things again you have to it's good to identify and just like know know what's going on know what you're going through and 
Oh yeah, we wanted to talk a bit about how to get out of it. Oh yeah, are in it. Because you you, once you identify it, what do you do then? <laughs> That's Just sit it. around. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think a lot of the times, most people do get out of it by making a big decision and making a big change in their life. Yeah. So usually you're in it because there's stuff about your life that you don't like. So maybe that's quitting your job or finally going after like whatever your passion like is. Like starting a new course. Starting or like, a new course, yeah. ending a relationship, moving to somewhere that you actually enjoy. Like there's so mm-hmm. many different ways you can do it. But I think the first step is, yeah, once you identify you're in survival mode, kind of figure out what it is in your life that you that you don't like and yeah. what like what you want I think in your you can life go see a psychologist yeah. or a kinesiologist or you, you know just talk to your friends and yeah yeah just get the ball rolling and don't let it drop and just try and remember what makes you happy like actually when i had my breakup i wrote a list in my phone on my notes that was like my happy list and it was literally just a checklist of things i can do every day that's like swim in the ocean call a friend sing like write in my journal just simple stuff that i know that's so beautiful makes me feel better <laughs> and then also makes me not default into survival mode or just trying to distract myself or keep busy like it's stuff yeah. that actually makes me feel good and is productive to like my mental health and my well-being beautifully yeah. said <laughs> but yeah you don't have to be stuck in survival mode it's all a journey and recognizing it is half the battle <laughs> Yeah, and who wants to be an autopilot? No. You want to be the driver of your own car, the plane, hero or of whatever. your story. Yeah, <laughs> come on, guys, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> and now for the woo woo. <laughs> I'm gonna read a note from the universe that I think is like applicable or relevant mm. to what we were talking about today. So it's not from the known but the unknown, that creativity and inventiveness are born. Turn away from the predictable, cliche, and reliable. Brave the void where the darkness is greatest. Trust the quiet. Find the stillness. Feel the calm. Then steadily think, speak, and move as if you were led. Behave as if your vision were clear. Anticipate the emotional rush that will come with your triumph. And as if by magic... As you raise your pen to write, you'll find the words have already been summoned, flooded in light that was there all along, in a world that has just as anxiously anticipated your arrival. Just don't let them worship you. (laughs) Tally-ho, the universe. I like that. So I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. Oh, babe, we've got to go. Namaste. We love you. Live tenfold. Yeah.